Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brazuda and Bob Labriola. Good evening and welcome to another should-be award-winning edition of Agree to Disagree, the show with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. He's Bob Labriola. I'm Mike Pursuta. Belated Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. An early Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, we are coming to you in advance of Steelers-Ravens, the rematch, and uh, in the lingering aftermath of Steelers 13, Raiders 10. Labs, it was a couple of six and eight teams taking the field at Acrisure Stadium on Saturday night. I'm not sure what I was expecting uh, due to the passing of Steelers uh, franchise legend Franco Harris. I'm not sure what I was feeling, but I'll tell you what I got. Uh, a memorable night, uh, maybe an unforgettable night, uh, certainly a special night uh, with the way that thing ended and with the way that thing was contested. Uh, Steelers Raiders, uh, the legend lives on, I guess is, uh, what I got for you for starters today. Yeah. And you know, when you were talking about what you were expecting and you were, um, you know, uh, explaining some of the, you know, factors involved, you left out the one that I thought, uh, you know, would be leading with eight degree temperatures, uh, uh, 13, um, wind chills of minus 10, you know, windy. Um, the, it seemed like there was snow falling. I don't know if it ever like got to the ground or not, but you could kind of see it in the stadium lights. It looked like there was some kind of precipitation there. God bless those fans. Seriously. I think God I did notice fans. a little of that from my warm seat in the press box as I was enjoying yeah, a nice exactly. cup of coffee uh, periodically. <laughs> um, yeah, the coffee. Did, did you burn your tongue on that a little bit? That, that sometimes just the that first was, time, was, that, just, yeah. just the first time um, but I, I learned, I learned from these things. It's like but when I, I put mean, my hand on the stove. I only burn it once. <laughs> uh, but the whole presentation of the thing, I mean, you know, kudos to the Steelers, team president Art Rooney II, you know, for the whole the whole presentation. I mean, you know, the players coming, uh, players and coaches showing up wearing the jerseys, Franco Harris jerseys, um, Cam coming out with the flag. Uh, and I know you noticed this, working as you do for – uh, Steelers flagship WDVE FM. What did you think of the uh, music during the game? I thought it was fantastic. I right. thought it was current and, for a change, and not I, whatever everybody else plays. <laughs> current, yeah. Um, it was all <laughs> '70s music, and I and I did learn this um, after the game. Steelers president Art Rooney II picked those songs personally, made up the playlist personally and gave it 
to the person who is in charge of game day music as the as, as like, I don't know, Mick Jagger makes up the playlist when the Stones come to concert, come for a concert, and it was played in that order. You can, you can, you can believe that. And, oh, um, you know, Art, Art knows a little bit more about music than I think most people would suspect. I've, I've talked <laughs> concerts with him just oh, in yeah. a random moment at a practice or whatever. He is, uh, he, he, can, he can handle that task, and he handled it well. well yeah, and, um, you know, one of the things... I don't know. I, I had never um, been in the stadium where this happened. You know, you hear the Sweet Caroline uh, sing-alongs at some college stadiums, but Don't Stop Believing, Don't Stop Believing by Journey uh, sing-along at Acroshore at the min- and during the minus 10 wind chills in the second half. Um, that, to me, I, I was impressed by that. As I said, God bless those fans. They stayed till the end. They were into it. Um, and it was, I don't know, I, I thought quite the scene when you considered all of the things, all of the elements um, that were in play that night. Yeah, I'm glad you got to the fans because that is uh, definitely, uh, they absolutely deserve uh, profound recognition. You know, it's one of the things I love about football and one of the things I think separates football. Hockey and basketball are indoor activities. Baseball is for the vast majority of it a summer activity. Uh, it might be a little cold in April or if your team's lucky enough to make it to October. But when you're at a football game as a fan, and th- maybe this is just my warped way of looking at things, but when it's a special game and whatever reason you come up with for making a, making it a special game, maybe there's something special at stake, maybe it's a rivalry, maybe it's the last look at a certain player or you know whatever reason you talk yourself into thinking, hey, this is, this is something that's really significant and I'm not going to miss it. When you fight through the elements in a game such as that and it ends the way you want it to, man, there's a few things more satisfying because you feel like you earned the victory. And I think those people that showed up and, hey, they were booing a couple times. And if I'd have been out in the seats, I'd have been booing right <laughs> along with them because I'm really reaching my saturation point on, with this offense uh, on, on you know a couple of levels. But uh, they were there to the end, as you said, and they toughed it out and they earned it and they deserved it. And the other thing I wanted to mention, Labs, was the reaction in the locker room, speaking with players who are in their 20s or their early 30s, and the Steelers had just celebrated a 50th anniversary of something, and how much they get it, the guys here, how much they get the history of it, and how much they embrace it. And, you know, a pretty profound thing to live up to, right? Four Super Bowls in six years, and then the second Super Bowl era with Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin. And it's, you know, it's hard to live up to that. And in terms of playoff success, they haven't lived up to it uh, in a while now. But they're not running from it. They uh, they accept it, and again, they embrace it. Uh, guys who, uh, Arthur Millette told me a great story about how he learned the Steelers' tradition he got here last year. He's from New Orleans, and his NFL, you know, hero or the guy he looked up to or the guy he wanted to emulate is Tyron Matthew, who's also from New Orleans. So Arthur Millette asked the Steelers equipment guys if he could have number 32. <laughs> and they laughed, and then they coached him up on why he wasn't going to be wearing number 32. But, that you know, they all learn it in, in a different way, but they all learn it, and they all accept it, and they all feel like, they owe it 
to the organization to to live up to that standard and do everything they can to meet that standard. And uh, the emotion from those guys was really attention getting the players. Yeah, and that's a lesson. I mean, uh, a lot of people have to learn. Bill Cower had to learn that, uh, and his his lesson came uh, in 1993 or four. I forget which year it was when the Steelers signed John L. Williams as a unrestricted free agent, the fullback from Seattle. And uh, when John L. Williams was told that uh, he couldn't have number 32, which is what he wore in Seattle, uh, he whined to the coach, and the coach went to see Dan Rooney about it. <laughs> How do you think that conversation went? <laughs> Dan said, hang on, Bill, I want to hear this song by The Who, and then I'm going to tell you why that's not happened. <laughs> All right, so, we got a lot yep. to get to. Oh, I'm sorry. You got some more. No, on no, one. no. That's it. That's no. Let's let's move on. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's look ahead to uh, the Raiders, the Ravens. Excuse me. Another game that. Uh, well, you know what? It's going to be significant either way because it's the Ravens. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the ineffectiveness of the offense until the final minutes in that Raiders game was more alarming, Labs, than uh, the defensive dominance after the first couple of minutes was encouraging. Agree or disagree? <laughs> uh, is there is there is there a more strong uh, position to take than agree, heartily agree, <laughs> something? Yes, enthusiastically um, agree with enthusiastically. every fiber of my rage. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this 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 has to this ha- there has to be some sort of um, I don't know movement in terms of uh, you know just calling plays to something that looks like an actual plan. You know, I mean, um, the, the, I, I don't know. I, I'm sitting there, and again, I, it wasn't the weather that was, like, freezing my brain or anything because, as you mentioned, we were in the climate-controlled uh, press box. Um, but, you know, the, the offense was moving the ball periodically, but, I mean, there was no sense, at least in my mind anyway, um, that the unit could make any plays – uh, on those important possession downs that either, you know, continue along the way in scoring territory or put you into scoring territory. You know, uh, fans were, you mentioned there was some booing and, you, and, and I was along with it. Um, Mike Tomlin was taking some criticism then after the game for punting in the second half on those fourth downs. But I'm here to tell you, I had no confidence in the offense being able to do anything on those fourth downs. Um, so yeah, punt the ball, let your defense play, or, you know, have Boswell try a field goal that is a shot in the dark anyway, 53 yarder, uh, as an example. I mean, I, you know, and one of the things, and I sit next to Dale Lawley, Steelers.com, um, SNR, all that, you know, stuff, uh, in the press box. And he had this stat, he told me this before the game started about, you know, the, the Raiders defense's vulnerability in covering passes to running backs. <laughs> How long did we have to wait till we started to see any of that? I mean, those of us and, who and had them, Najee Harris over eight and a half yards receiving waited an interminable period, but that's <laughs> kind of beside the point. But I mean, uh, you know, and even once they got to it, a lot of the passes were not thrown in a way where you get the ball to the running back and then he can do something with it. You know, I mean, um, it, it, it's just it just didn't 
there has to be more than just calling plays to the offense. There has to be some sort of flow or plan or we're doing this because they do this and we're going to take advantage of it. I mean, it just it just seems, you know, too um, helter-skelter or too piecemeal or whatever the word is. Um, and, yeah, uh, you know, it, it was it was extremely frustrating, um, alarming, annoying. You know, pick your adjective. My answer is yes. Yeah, frustrating and annoying are good ones. Here's the problem from where I'm sitting. They're trying to do the wrong thing. It, it's clear to me what they are trying to do first and foremost is protect the football. And I think at some point they're going to have to graduate to trying to score points. I don't think they're doing that as priority number one right now. And this is why we're seeing the kind of games that we're seeing. Did you hear this quote from Kenny Pickett? I'll give it to you whether you did or you didn't. Quote, I don't look for anybody. The defense tells me what to do, and I throw to that guy. This is how you end up with a slant well behind the chains on third and long. This is how you end up with a check down to a running back well behind the chains on third and long. I, I get that Pickett's a rookie taking his initial steps. I get that George Pickens is a rookie. I get that Friar Moose is a second-year guy. They're, they're a young skill position set growing and evolving together. Uh, but next year, at the very latest, they're going to have to change their philosophical approach and start putting the pedal down. Uh, when Kenny Pickett escapes pressure, don't just throw it away to throw it away. Look and see if you can make a play there. Maybe the defense has broken down. Uh, I think they are too uh, turnover-centric. You know, they're just uh, – the the first and primary goal looks like the way they're playing anyway is not to turn it over, and the goal's got to be to score touchdowns. Uh, we may not see that the rest of this year because the way these, these games are lining up, I think, you know, Ravens is probably going to be low-scoring. Browns is probably going to be low-scoring. And, uh, you know, you might not have to have a whole lot of points, so they might want to play that, you know – Play it safe, play it safe, play it safe, play it safe, and then just, you know, make a play when you absolutely have to. But uh, I got to tell you, I don't want to be watching this next year. Uh, it, it is not fun to watch. That's probably the biggest problem with it. And the second problem is you're, you're making it really hard on yourself to win. If you have to pull it out of the fire at the end uh, every time, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot of future in that. Point uh, number. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values: premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. For two, Labs, agree or disagree? Even if the Steelers are eliminated prior to kickoff Sunday night, beating the Ravens is going to have value. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not someone who necessarily uh, subscribes to the theory that you know, what happens in one season automatically carries over to the next. But, you know, the whether 
whoever, whatever word you want to use about this particular Steelers team, you know, rebuilding, in development, whatever they are. Okay, that that's what this group is. And you know, it was a month ago, less a month ago, December eleventh, I think it was. The Steelers played this very same team and uh, got their butts kicked. I mean, physically, it was sixteen fourteen, but they got their butts kicked. And so I think that you know, you have a young group, a, a group that's still developing, um, and you take that same group. Uh, for a rematch uh, against the team that did what it did to you less than a month ago, calendar month ago. Uh, okay, now what do you got for me? You know, we're going to come back here and we're going to, um, you know, uh, I don't know, draw a line in the sand and say, you know, we're not, we're not going to get pushed around by you guys anymore. Uh, how are you going to deal with that? Um, and, you know, that to me is more significant maybe especially if they're eliminated from the playoffs. You know, that to me is significant, you know, because the AFC Back up North a second is, to the playoff thing. If if uh, Miami wins, that's the ball game, correct? Yes. Yes. One of, the, one of the things that has to happen is Miami has to lose out now that the Chargers beat the Colts on Monday night. Yes, that is correct. So if the Dolphins beat the Patriots – so who don't look very capable of winning to me, but right, I digress. You know, well, but I mean, the Dolphins didn't exactly look great, and they <laughs> didn't look know, like and, a seventy-two fish, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no, they did not. And um, you know, the, I, I cannot imagine a realistic scenario where they're starting quarterback plays um, after going into the concussion protocol again. So, uh, but anyway, um, you know. The, the, the Steelers-Ravens, the AFC North, the, the pecking order in the North, I believe, is is always pretty much built around, you know, bullying. Who is the toughest? Who is the, you know, don't back down, willing to trade punches? You know, you don't flinch, you don't blink, all those, you know, clever cliches. And, you know, the Steelers had their four-game winning streak against the Ravens broken uh, December 11th. Uh, the Ravens were quite happy about it. Hey, as they should be. Um, now, how are you going to come back? Um, do you let it? Does it become a losing streak, or uh, you know, do you do you come back from a loss with a win? And you know, that's the kind of you know, give and take, take a punch, throw a punch kind of attitude. I think that this team needs to develop, and that's why going to Baltimore, beating the Ravens, would be in my mind valuable for the development of this team. Yeah, I'm going to agree wholeheartedly. Uh, let's start with Kenny Pickett. He got knocked out of the last game two series in. I want to see him learn how to play against the Ravens. I want to see him get an appreciation for what these games are like and, and what these games mean and and how you have to uh, embrace and attack that. But, uh, hey, that's just a detail. Everything you said made perfect sense there. Uh, but that's just details to me. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm still hungover from – Steelers Raiders but Bobby it's Steelers Ravens it, that, that's enough it's it's significant because it's Steelers Ravens uh I'm I'm all of a sudden getting very uh historical and romantic and and, and emotional about Nostalgic. these games yeah that's a good word thank you uh you know there's not a lot of teams that have the Steelers standard there aren't a lot of rivalries that approach Steelers Ravens that's enough man whether the, whether New England Miami no matter how that finishes Sunday afternoon, 
We got Steelers Ravens Sunday night, and then we get Steelers Browns to finish it off. I'm in. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, last but certainly not least, to beat the Ravens this time, Labs, it's going to be more important to score more than 14 points than it will be to allow fewer than 215 rushing yards against. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. I'm. I'm I think I'm uh, kind of like the last man standing and looking at that first Ravens game and believing that the game was lost more by turnovers in the red zone and getting a makeable field goal blocked because you know hey nobody on the field thought to pay any attention to the guy they were told all week was the most dangerous player on the Ravens field goal block unit. I mean, you know, the Steelers lost to Tyler Huntley and then the the replacement squad, a practice squad replacement guy after Huntley was injured. Um, and they lost to a team like that because they couldn't score enough points on their own to force that pathetic offense or one-dimensional offense is a more accurate description because it wasn't pathetic. That one-dimensional offense to do anything but turn around and hand the ball to a running back who ran the ball up the middle. I mean, you know, score some points. You can you can stop the Ravens' run that way too, because they, once they get the idea, hey, look, man, we can't we can't run 13 plays and go 70 yards and maybe kick a field goal or maybe not and still win this game. You know, we got to take some chances on offense because we got to match them on the scoreboard, uh, and that's you know you can you can take you can. Um, encourage a team to stop running the ball uh, every time they look up at the scoreboard and see, you know, that the numbers are not in their favor. Uh, and that, to me, uh, is is critical. Uh, you cannot expect... Uh, so you're advocating score points, a radical theory, apparently. Yeah, and you know what else? <laughs> Try to score. Try to score. You know, um, because... You know, just back to that turnover thing we were talking about in the first statement. Uh, we talked about this on the pregame show. You know, the, the approach that Mike Tomlin took all week with the team was, because of the, the uh, weather conditions and everything, we just need to be better protecting the ball than they are this day, the Ravens. Or, excuse me, the Raiders. That's the, that was his message to the team about protecting the ball Christmas Eve. I don't expect it to be perfect. We just have to be better at it than them. And so, you know, you start intercepting the ball you know, with a three interceptions plus three turnover ratio. So, you know, that's that's a significant uh, decisive victory in that in that category. Um, so, yes, try to score. Uh, and actually, you know, hopefully there is some success there. Uh, make the Ravens play behind a little bit. Make them have to count on – their quarterback to make the kind of plays that I don't know that they're necessarily all that comfortable uh, trying to depend on him to make those kinds of plays. And then let's see what happens then. Let's see how many carries J.K. Dobbins ends up with. And um, I think the game could turn out a lot different as well. Sounds good in theory, but I don't know where you are. It's kind of gray and nasty where I am. I don't know that the clouds are going to part and the sunlight is going to come down and shine and, and bring the message, hey, you can score, you can win that way. Uh, I, I think that's a uh, bridge too far this year uh, for this offense and this team, the way it's constructed. But uh, the reason I'm going to disagree is I mentioned uh, a minute ago I was getting nostalgic and romantic, and it offends me to the core to give up 215 yards rushing laps. It just does. I don't ever want to see that uh, from any team that I have any – 
investment in or interest in. And uh, going back to that game on December 11th, a lot of stuff happened that could have changed the outcome of it. To me, the low point, not just of that night, the low point of the season was uh, Baltimore being down to, as you referenced, its third string practice squad guy quarterback. And the Ravens have that last series with just over two minutes left. And you know all they're going to do is turn around and hand the ball off and they get a first down anyway. And then they're in victory formation and they're running out the clock. What a a change in the Raiders game. The Steelers punted away with four minutes and change left and the defense gets a three and out. And then they got the ball back and went down and won the game at the end. That, to me, started with stopping the run. Um, Really impressed with the way the defense handled a Raiders team that, to me, can beat you a number of ways and one of the more diverse offenses in the NFL and skill position guys all over the field that can do different things and beat you different ways. And they handled all of it. I think it started with handling the run and uh, start there if you're going to get a different result on Sunday night at M&T Bank Stadium. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Labs, uh, great job. Uh, you uh, rebounded nicely from uh, from Christmas, and uh, you're right back in the flow here, uh, hitting the ground running. <laughs> so uh, let's, uh, let's finish strong, as uh, a wise man likes to say, uh, no matter what happens uh, with Miami and New England. Sounds good to me. He is uh, Bob Labriola. I'm Mike Pursuta. This has been another should-be award-winning edition of Agree to Disagree, the show with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. Thanks for finding us, however, and wherever you found us, and we'll talk to you again next week. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.